I think we're live. This is the biggest podcast. Okay, here we go. We're definitely live. This is the biggest podcast that I have done since the podcast debuted. Since the day John, I said Jonathan Coke is going to take the podcast world storm. There has been no podcast bigger than this. And I'm just going to say it right away and then I'll talk to it. The crimes against humanity in the international trials have begun. I swear. For crimes against humanity. You've probably seen crimes against humanity trending on Twitter lately, huh? Well, I've been going through those tweets, but nothing about the trial. Just people seeking crimes against humanity. Well, guess what? Those trials have started in the people's court. And I am going to share the video of the opening spiel, whatever you call that in lawyer language, 18 minutes long for justice. Justice is coming just like I promised you on this podcast because justice shall come to those schmucks who did wrong. And I'm going to say all the names and all this stuff. This is just crazy news. I can't even believe this is real. I didn't even do my hair. I look not good on the camera. So hopefully you're not watching this on Spotify. But if you are, what's up? This is, I, I, this is just, this goes to show you. If I am saying this in your ear and you didn't know about this, just think about the tactics by the evil mainstream media. And thank goodness, not to, you know, pat myself on the back too much, but for the Jonathan Kogan show. Because we are motivated by truth and honesty and courage. They are motivated by deception, deceit, and evil. They will lose. We will win. And justice has begun. The courts have been gone in the people's court. And we got people fighting in the battlefield. We got warriors all over this world telling the truth. We are on fire. We got more momentum than ever. But what I wanted to say was, if you didn't know this trial was going on, ask yourself, did you know that Alex Jones was on trial? Is the answer yes? Perhaps the mainstream media wanted you to focus on that trial. Huh? Are they possibly distracting you and not covering the biggest news in the century? Definitely in my lifetime. You see, that's their problem. There are journalists that cover it, but what the mainstream picks up and doesn't pick up is so calculated. And what you're about to hear is going to blow your mind. It is unbelievable opening talk. We got people fighting for all of us. So if you're listening to this and you've been negatively impacted not only by COVID, but by the vaccine, by the mandates, by any, excuse my language, any of the other bullshit, justice is being served as we speak. And if you didn't know about this, it just goes to show you those other outlets, well, guess what? They blew it. You ain't get, they're not getting your trust back. It's over. It's over. It's a new era of media, baby. And that is where we come in because I do this podcast for you. It's by you. It's FUBU. Sorry. I just think that's so great. I see that so many times. I won't do that anymore. I'm sorry. I think it's funny. Shout out Damon John. 
All right. So I might mispronounce this third word here, but from the hog, Hague, is it in Germany or something? International trials, day one for crimes against humanity. I will talk to it after the video. I will explain exactly who's indicted, where we are with the trials, and where we go from here. This is 100% real. You can verify it in the show notes like you can everything else. This, I told you. I gave you my word on every podcast I've done that I wouldn't lie to you and that justice will be served and the good will rise over the evil because as human beings, we always win. In fact, we are undefeated. We're still here, aren't we? There's more of us than ever, aren't there? When we come together as one and we realize we the peasants that later on it became we the people, but it started as we the peasants shall come together and destroy the evil elite schmucks, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, just evil, who think that they are in charge of depopulating the world. Well, guess what? God or whoever that you believe is something stronger than your weak ass is the one who decides that. I don't care what it is. If you think you're the, if you really believe you're the strongest thing and there's no other force or energy field out there, well, damn, that's some weird shit. But I'm down with that because we accept you for you. So that's fine. Now let's get into this video because I'm yapping and I'm talking. You're like, oh my God, I want to see this video. I can't believe this. Like, there's no way the international courts are doing this. There's no way Fauci and all those assholes are on trial. No way Jonathan Cogan's full of shit, even though Jonathan Cogan's never lied to me. So let the cards fall where they may. I thought that sounded good. Oh, I turned off the camera. So I'm switching to the video. Here we go. This is the opening spiel. I don't know what you call it in lawyer world. Take a listen. This is the grand jury. This is the people's court. This is our court. This is your court. And like I promised you on every episode, at least the past 10, you got warriors fighting for you, baby. You got warriors out there. Take a listen. And it's going to be a tough one to hear, but your heart's going to melt because justice is coming, baby. Here it comes. All right. 18 minutes, 11 seconds. Here we go. I would now like to give the floor to Dr. Rainer Fömich, attorney at law in Germany, for an overview. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Rainer Fömich, and it is my pleasure to serve as one member of a group of distinguished international attorneys and lawyers who have been collaborating on this very important case for many months now. This case involving the most heinous crimes against humanity committed under the guise of a corona pandemic on a global scale looks complicated only at first glance. But when you put together all those pieces, all those little pieces of the puzzle, as we will do this for you with the help of many renowned experts and other witnesses during this proceeding, you will see four sets of facts. One, there is no corona pandemic, but only a PCR test pandemic, fueled by an elaborate psychological operation designed to create a constant state of panic among the world's population. This agenda has been long planned. It's ultimately unsuccessful. Precursor was the swine flu some 12 years ago, and it was cooked up 
by a group of super rich, psychopathic and sociopathic people who hate and fear people at the same time, have no empathy and are driven by the desire to gain full control over all of us, the people of the world. They are using our governments and the mainstream media, both of which they literally own, to convey their panic propaganda 24-7. Two, the virus itself can be treated safely and effectively with vitamin C, D, zinc, etc., and also with off-label use of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, etc. But all these, not alternative methods of treatment, but real methods of treatment, were banned by those who are using the guise of this pandemic to push their ultimate goal, which is to get everyone to receive the, as we will show in this proceeding, not only ineffective, but highly dangerous, yes, lethal experimental injections. Three, the same people who made the swine flu, which ultimately turned out to be a mild flu, into a pandemic 12 years ago by first changing the definition of what a pandemic is and then creating panic, created this corona pandemic. The swine flu was their first real attempt at creating a pandemic. And just as one of its purposes then was to divert our attention from the blatantly fraudulent activities of their financial industry, more aptly to be called a financial mafia, which had become visible through the Lehman crisis, this is also one of their major purposes of this corona pandemic now. Had we taken a closer look then during the Lehman crisis, instead of blindly believing our governments, uh, government's promises that the perpetrators of those financial crimes will be hel held liable, we would have seen th uh, then that they had been looting and plundering our public coffers for decades. And we would have seen that our governments are not our governments anymore. Rather, they have been taken over by the other side through their main platform, the World Economic Forum, which had started to create their own global leaders through their Young Global Leaders Program as early as 1992 two of the first graduates being Angela Merkel and Bill Gates. And we would have understood already then what we will show you now through this proceeding. These financial crimes went unchallenged by our politicians because they're aiding and abetting those who commit them and profiting from these crimes. Four, ultimately, however, we will show to you, the jury, that the other side's main purpose is to gain full and complete control over all of us. This involves the finalization of their looting and plundering by deliberately destroying our small and medium-sized businesses, retail businesses, hotel and restaurants, so that platforms such as Amazon can take over. And this involves population control, which in their view requires both a massive reduction of the population and manipulating the DNA of the remaining population with the help, for example, of mRNA experimental injections. But it also requires, in their view, the deliberate destruction of democracy, of the rule of law, and of our constitutions through chaos, so that ultimately we will agree to losing our national and cultural identities and instead will accept a one-world government under the UN, which is now under the full control of them and their World Economic Forum, a digital passport through which each and every move is monitored and controlled, and one digital... Uh, sorry, I want to interrupt. 
only on one other time, I think. Uh, I do have an earlier podcast. I think it was about, I think it was August 1st about the digital ID. So if you want to check that one out. And in fact, I'll just say now they bring up, they're, gonna, they're about to say this started like 20 years ago with Operation Dark Winter. I also have a podcast even before that uh, called Operation Dark Winter, explaining that whole thing of how this was planned since 2002. So please feel free to check that out too. Okay, I promise I won't butt in. Digital currency, which we will only be able to receive from one World Bank. Theirs, of course. At the conclusion of the case, and after you have heard all the evidence, we are confident that you will recommend indictments against all six putative figurehead defendants, Christian Drosten of Germany, Anthony Fauci, the United States, Tedros of the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, BlackRock, and Pfizer. Ladies and gentlemen, this case is about a long-planned agenda of a group of ultra-rich people and their financial mafia based in the city of London and on Wall Street to use a pseudo-pandemic as a guise behind which, while our attention is on the pandemic, they want to complete their decades-long efforts to gain full and complete control over all of us. There are numerous platforms on which this group has been meeting and discussing this agenda, but the most important one is that of the World Economic Forum, which was invented in 1971 by a then 33-year-old Klaus Schwab. Its members are a thousand global corporations with at least five billion US dollars in annual sales, politicians, media representatives, scientists, and other so-called high-profile personality. They meet once a year in Davos, but there are other such meetings, for example, in China. And since 1992, they have created and presented to us their own group of political leaders for the world. Among the first graduates, as mentioned before, are Angela Merkel and Bill Gates in 1992. Others are Sebastian Kurz, up until recently, Chancellor of Austria, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, Jacinda Ardern, Prime Minister of New Zealand, François Macron, President of France, and many, many more. This group, which is now called the Davos clique, is openly, the publication The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab is one of the most important sources for this information, promoting the shifting of the world's assets to this group of super rich people so that in 2030, ordinary people will owe nothing and be happy, as it explicitly states there, under their one world government with a digital currency given to us by their one world bank. And they're also openly promoting in close cooperation with people like the putative defendant, Bill Gates. Okay, I lied. I, I am interrupting. The digital currency one, that's like three podcasts ago or so. It's about, it says the food crisis is worse than I thought. That's a really interesting one, by the way. So I would check that out. That's a really, really good one. I digress. The Rockefellers and others, the drastic reduction of the world's population and the manipulation of the remaining population's DNA all the way into transhumanism. Their most important goal is, however, the controlled, by them, of course, implosion of the completely looted financial system and simultaneous introduction of a digital currency issued by one world bank controlled by them and just as important, the introduction of a world government under the UN, which has come under their full control in 2019. For this purpose, they have made concrete plans for this corona pandemic since at least the spring of 2001. 
Operation Dark Winter, followed by another such rehearsal, the lockstep exercise by the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010, and finally, Event 201 in October of 2019 in New York, sponsored by the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, the Rockefeller Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Members of the jury, we will call a number of different highly renowned expert witnesses from all walks of science, but also witnesses who will testify to the damage that they suffered as a result of getting the experimental injections in this trial. After our opening statements, we will start off in a week from now by calling former members a member of the U.S. military, James Bush, who participated in Operation Dark Winter in 2001, former members of the British intelligence services, Brian Garish and Alex Thompson, and investigative journalists Whitney Webb and Matthew Arrett, former World Health Organization employees and advisors, Dr. Sylvia Behrendt and Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. They will explain to us the historical and geopolitical background of what we are confronted with. And they will show to us how this agenda has been planned for at least 20 years, start, starting with Operation Dark Winter in 2001, um, and some 10 years uh, later, the lockstep scenario by the Rockefeller Foundation, ending with the dress rehearsal, Event 201, in October of 2019. And the end, they will explain how, when there were no cases which they needed to declare a public health emergency of international concern, they created them by having defendant Drosten invent the story of asymptomatic infections, which don't exist, and how this PCR test can detect through mass screening of perfectly healthy people, those who are infected, a lie, as we will show. We will continue with the next group of witnesses, Dr. Wolfgang Wodak, an experienced lung specialist and former member of the German Bundestag and the Council of Europe, who managed to expose the other side's first attempt at a pandemic, the swine flu of 12 years ago, as a mild flu. Professor Ulrike Kemmerer, biologist from Würzburg University, Dr. Mike Yeden, former vice president of Pfizer, Dr. Sylvia Behrendt, Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger, Professor Dolores Cahill of Dub Dublin University, Professor Antonietta Gatti from Italy, Professor Berkholz from Germany. These experts will explain to us what is behind the legend of the Wuhan wet market outbreak. They will show that the virus is no more dangerous than the common flu, the PCR test cannot tell us anything about infections, but is the only basis for all anti-corona measures, including the ultimate measure, the so-called vaccines, and the so-called vaccines are not only ineffective, but extremely dangerous. Regardless of the natural or man-made origin of the virus, our immune system is perfectly well capable of dealing with the virus, as evidenced by an infection fatality rate of between 0.14 and 0.15 or even less percent. There was no excess mortality anywhere until the experimental injections started. There were not even any cases in early 2020. However, they needed cases in order to declare a public health emergency of international concern, as this was the only basis on which it would be possible, according to their own made-up rules, which all governments of the member states of the World Health Organization had agreed to, to use untested new drugs, experimental injections, on people. 
after a first failed attempt at announcing this public health emergency of international concern because there were no cases they tried again in late january of 2020 after they had created cases with the help of that now infamous Drusten PCR test and announced this public health emergency of international concern two weeks later. We will hear from these experts that these cases were almost all false positive test results, nothing else. The next groups, group of experts are Dr. Thomas Binder from Switzerland, Dr. Brian Artis from Texas, Dr. Shankara Chetty from South Africa, and Dr. Wolfgang Wodark from Germany, and John O'Looney, undertaker from England. These experts will tell us how right from the start we were witnessing a deliberate, completely senseless banning of normal, effective and safe methods of treatment of respiratory diseases, and instead a mandate of treatments that must now be considered serious medical malpractice. Intubation, remdesivir, medezolam. John O'Looney will explain how he first, believing the other side's allegations about a pandemic, even helped the BBC in pushing their panic propaganda until he realized how under the guise of the pandemic, people were intentionally being killed. We will then call the next group of experts, including Professor Alexandra Orioncourt from France, Dr. Mike Eden, Professor Sucharit Bhakti from Germany, Professor Luc Montagnier from France, Dr. Vanessa Schmidt-Krüger from Germany, Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine technique um, from the US, and Professor Anne Burkhardt, pathologist from Germany. They will show us that while the virus did not cause any excess mortality, it has a survival rate of 99.97%, the shots are now killing people and have been causing excess mortality of up to 40% since September as a result of a poisoning with the spike protein and of shutting off our immune system. Dr. Mike Eden will tell us how a group of scientists has even found concrete evidence that the makers of the vaccines are experimenting with lethal dosages to see how the lethal side effects can be manipulated in such a way that the population will not immediately understand what is happening. The next group of experts will explain to us how it could have come to this. This, this group includes Professor Matthias Desmond from Belgium, Dr. Ariane Billeran from France, Dr. Meredith Miller from the US, Professor Harald Wallach from Germany, and Stefan Kohn, employee of the German Department of the Interior. These experts will walk us through how the other side, after having established the public health emergency of international concern, in quick su succession introduced us to the lockdown, the nonsensical and dan dangerous mask mandates, and the very harmful, both physically and psychologically, social distancing, until they, they arrived at their ultimate goal, the ineffective and dangerous, even lethal, injections. And they will explain to us in detail how our acquiescence to all this was made possible through a gigantic psychological operation whose panic message we kept receiving through the mainstream medias and our politicians, both owned by the other side, relentless propaganda. The next group of experts includes Leslie Manukian, a former investment banker from the US, Naomi Wolf, journalist and author from the US, Ernst Wolf, a German economist, Professor Christian Kreis, German economist, 
Professor Holger Recko, a German economist, and Markus Kral, a German economist. This part of the proceeding will have these experts explain to us in great detail about the intentional destruction of our economies and how the other side is working on a controlled crash of the financial system to both get away with the crimes that they have already committed over the past decade, uh, decades looting and plundering our public coffers until there's nothing left, and to introduce a one world bank and digital currency plus digital passport. The final group of experts include Matthew Eret, an investigative journalist from Canada, Vera Sharaf, a Holocaust survivor, Ilana Rachel Daniel from Israel, Rabbi Smith from New York, Patrick Wood, an expert on technocracy from the US, Avital Livni from Israel. This final part of the investigation will have these experts tell us how an important part of the other side's agenda has to do with population control, or rather eugenics. After World War II, eugenics had a bad name, Julian Huxley, who founded the UNESCO said, but he and the very large group of people who supported the idea of eugenics would soon be able to continue with their efforts in this direction, he openly explained. The parallels between what happened then, 80 years ago, and what is happening now shall not be ignored. Vera Sharaf will remind us of this. After you have heard all the evidence, we have no doubt that you will recommend indictments against all our putative defendants for crimes against humanity. Thank you. What is there to say? Some bad news. The bad news is we were right on this podcast. The good news is there's justice coming. You know, a lot of things can't change. You can't change those who died. You can't change the lives of people who permanently are injured. You can't change the people who can no longer have children. You can no longer... Maybe we can, actually. I won't say that. Maybe we can. You know, technology innovation is a weird thing. We end up doing stuff we never thought we can do when it comes. Something you can never imagine. So I wouldn't be surprised that with how fast, you know, we are progressing in real science, not Anthony Fauci science, like real science, right? Uh I can see a day where, you know, this stuff can be flushed out, can be reversed. The spike protein can be reversed or you can reverse transcribe the reverse transcribed transcription, you know, like I think that could happen. But you wanted justice and we're getting it. And if you didn't know about this speech and that this is going on, the mainstream media is intentionally distracting you from the collapse of the economy from the engineered food shortage and crisis, and most importantly, the crimes against humanity, which means the crimes against all of us. Unvaccinated, vaccinated, white, black, male, female, frog, toad, tall, short, doesn't matter. We're in this together. We've always been in this together, but they wanted to split us up, but little did they know, we the peasants rise again, baby. And when we rise, we don't die. 
It's sad. It's deep. That was really good, though, wasn't it? It was pretty good. Like, please, for anyone who doesn't know this is happening and is praying for justice, share this far and wide. People who are still asleep. There are still people asleep. Send this to them. Wake them up. Always be on the side of truth. And on this podcast, we try to be on the right side of history. And that requires doing the right thing. Always, no exceptions, period. In fact, I'm going to make a prediction. I bet your new news source, until the trust is lost, is now officially the Jonathan Kogan show. Because you cannot possibly look at any of the mainstream channels or mainstream outlets and be like, ha, they're probably telling me the truth this time. They lost it. They blew everything. And now the independent creators, like myself and many others, rise with the people. Because we are all the same. We love one another. We want each other to do well. We care. We like families. We like population growth. Yes. We like sex. You got to do what you got to do to survive. And still, I see no changes. Tupac. So let me get into the deets, a.k.a. details. Bill Gates, Fauci, and Big Pharma charged with genocide in court filings. Let me name the people. So apart from the four kingpins, 12 others were mentioned, including the CEOs of the leading vaccine corporation, and the health leaders held responsible for the United Kingdom. I will name them all right now if I mispronounce their names. Whoopsie-doo. They all stink. Albert Bola, I wish I was a little CEO of Pfizer. Stephane Bancal, CEO of Moderna. Pascal Soriat, CEO of AstraZeneca. Have you seen a little thing here? It's all vaccine producers. What a shock. I'm going to swear on this episode a little bit because I'm a little upset. Those bitches. Sorry. Alex Gorski, CEO of Johnson & Johnson. Oh, Tedros Adenham, give it a bit. I don't know his last name. It's hard to pronounce. Director General of The Who, who just came on a video, by the way, when someone asked about his vaccination status, he said he is waiting. But you have to get it. You know why? Rules for thee, but not for me. Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister. Christopher Witte, UK Chief Medical Advisor. Matthew Hancock, former UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. Sahih Javid, current UK Secretary, not for long, current UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. June Rain, UK Chief Executive of Medicines and Healthcare Products. Dr. Rajiv Shah, President of the Rockefeller Foundation. And Klaus Schwab, our personal favorite on this show. We hate him that much. The president of the most evil institution to ever be on this earth. The World Economic Forum. The WEF. Let me read a little bit of this, and then I'll let you go on your way. Because you deserve to have a really good day. Sometimes I rhyme, and I don't mean to do it, but I will tell you something. We are going to push on through it. An unkind, intelligent, perhaps fiendish... I shouldn't read all this. This is a little much. But let me tell you about Klaus Schwab. 
The German Klaus Schwab, with double doctorate degrees, like that matters, in economics engineering, is the founder of the World Economic Forum, a club for the wealthiest percentile of the world's corporate and political elite. He is a power broker who has groomed, huh, interesting word choice in this time, who has groomed many presidents, prime ministers, and tech CEOs who now admire him with unswerving loyalty. He literally wears, they call him in private, they call him Emperor Schwab. You can find that. Get past the censorship, you'll find it. Schwab is a technocrat and economist who has befriended many nations, most considerably China's Xi Jinping, who delivered a key speech at Davos. He praised his vision of a new world order. Conspiracy? Not anymore. Not anymore, baby. On January 25, 2021, Klaus Schwab vowed his support for Xi Jinping with these words. Quote, Mr. President Xi Jinping, I believe this is the best time to reset our policies and to work hand in hand for a relaxed and wealthy world. We all welcome now His Excellency Xi Jinping, President of the People's Republic of China. Close quote. Schwab is considered, as we have told you time and time again on this podcast, to be the mastermind behind the current movement towards cryptocurrency, universal IDs, and a one-world fascist government to be run jointly in a totalitarian fashion with China, which is where Matthias Desmond comes on, which you could check the another podcast. We have podcasts on all this stuff. What do you know? Crazy, which is called the psychology of totalitarianism, which is a book and it's phenomenal. In the aftermath of the Nazi atrocities committed during World War II, the war crime trials were held in Nuremberg, Germany. In regards to these, a set of theories evolved, which ultimately led to the development of the Nuremberg Code. These doctrines practically meant that no one, including the head of state, is above the law. As far as the law of their home nation would allow, their action would not relieve the person from justice under international law. Specifically, the medical experiences conducted by the Nazi doctors led to strict restrictions and ethical tenets regarding future human scientific trials, including the doctrine of necessary informed consent and freedom from coercion, or threat in submitting to experimental drugs. They violated it, and we talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. I'll stop referencing that stuff, but no, justice is, these are bad people. These are bad people. Whenever a medical prescription is approved, we are notified of the potential risk on a package insert and usually discuss it with the pharmacist. The vaccine should be no different, yet they are. A person about to receive the jab is rarely told that there are risk of blood clots, bleeding, cerebral thrombosis, myocarditis, and death. Yet those risks exist. A key principle of the Nuremberg Code requires that a scientist must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage. If he has probable cause to believe in the exercise of good faith, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him, that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death to the experimental subject. Let's be reminded that Nazi physicians conducted experiments on human beings in concentration camps without informed consent, leading to horrific suffering and death. So, as a, as a direct result of the Nuremberg World War II experience, the United Nations asked the International Law Commission to develop the Nuremberg Principles, the key standards to avoid the Nazi doctor's atrocities. Unfortunately, as Hannah Rose pointed out, many of these 10 principles of the Nuremberg Code were systematically violated by the United Kingdom and many other countries during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
And if you are watching this, let me get this on the screen for you so you can follow along. COVID-19 vaccines do not meet the requirement to be categorized as vaccines and are in fact gene therapy. Dr. Mike Eden, a joint applicant on this request, asserts that claims calling the COVID-19 injections a vaccine is public manipulation and misrepresentation of clinical treatment. Quote, it's not a vaccination. It's not prohibiting infection. It's not a prohibiting transmission device. It's a means by which your body is conscripted to make the toxin that then allegedly your body somehow gets used to dealing with it. But unlike a vaccine, which is to trigger the immune response, this is to trigger the creation of the toxin, which is why you're seeing a bunch of people getting sometimes lethal blood clots because it can't stop. It was mentioned by Dr. Eden in an interview that our authorities have grossly exaggerated the entire threat of COVID-19. You think? He notes that COVID-19 represents a slightly greater risk than influenza if you are older than age 70. Are you older than age 70? If you are, you're pretty old, but we love you. We love you. By the way, we're bringing less serious and stuff back, okay? We can bash people. If people are old, they're old, all right? We're doing it in good faith and out of a place of love. If you're older than the age of 70, but much lower risk than the seasonal flu, if you are younger, which reminds me, which the year they started saying that there were COVID deaths, what was that, 2020? If you, I don't know if it's still the same, but if you went to the CDC site and you looked up influenza, aka flu, and how it compares to other years, it was the only year there were zero people who died of it. Usually it's like, I think it was like 50,000 a year, but 2020 was zero. They recategorized them as COVID. See if that's still manipulated. If it is, leave in the comments. I'd, I'd love to hear it. Provided this virus depicts at worst a slightly bigger risk to the aged and ill than does influenza and a slighter risk than for any, almost anyone else who's youthful and fit. It was never necessary. Never necessary for us to have done anything. This is the worst crime of all time. I kind of want to skip around, but this is good. So I'm just going to keep going. I hope you're cool with that. There was no need to do anything. Lockdowns, mass, mass testing, vaccines. There are multiple therapeutic drugs that are at least as effective as vaccines are in all patent drug called ivermectin. You heard of that one? Was that bashed in the mainstream media? One of the most widely used drugs in the world is also able to reduce symptoms at any stage of the disease, including lethality by about 90%. You can listen to Dr. Mercola talk about this. He's phenomenal as well. So these vaccines are not needed, nor are any of the measures that have been introduced at all, Yeeding concluded. He went on to explain that people need not worry about variants. He explains that our immune system is easily able to deal with all mutations of SARS-CoV-2 and explains that 18 years after the first sars those people are still protected by their immunity. And this immunity even extends to immunity against SARS-CoV-2, a virus 80% similar but 20% different than the original SARS. So Year's major point is that if survivors of SARS some 18 years ago have immunity against the new virus, which is 20% difference, why would we believe that a current viral mutant, mutant only 0.3% different would be a threat? Quote, so when your government scientists say that a variant that's 0.3% different than SARS could masquerade as a new virus and be a threat to your health, you should know, and I'm telling you, they are lying. If they're lying, and they are, 
why is the pharmaceutical industry making top-up vaccines? They are making them, Yeen said. They're such pieces of garbage. I could throw up in my mouth right now. Sorry. I know, it's a, it's a nasty picture. But this is disgusting. This is terrible. I, it's hard to even read this and not think there's so, it's always a part of me. Like, this isn't real. Like I'm so out of my mind. I'm reading something that's fake. It doesn't seem real. Like when I'm reading this, I'm like nervous that I'm doing this. I'm going to publish this podcast. And it's like, I'm thinking I'm being tricked. This isn't a real thing, but I did all the research on it. And it's real. Of course it's real, but it's so hard to fathom that someone could be so evil. I'm sorry. I, I got distracted, but do you feel the same way? Oh, I'm sorry. It's crazy. Yeet follows up, follows this up with his conclusion. This system, mandatory vaccine passport, is being put in place using lies. And it's being put in place for some purpose. And I believe that purpose is complete totalitarian control. And I think the purpose of that is going to be a mass depopulation. Check the previous pod. Fulmick, which is the guy who is speaking, performs an excellent job in, in this consultation of exposing the actions of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, the WEF, also known as Davos. The WEF, or the WEF, has its goal of the establishment of the, quote, new world order. Conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I don't think so. With the globe to be run by self-selected technocrats like Bill Gates himself and other members of Davos. I heard people didn't even like working for him at Microsoft. Who's going to listen to that schmuck? Tell us what to do for like from an authoritarian standpoint. He's a douche. Like, what's another word? He just sucks. I feel, I mean, yeah, he ruined the rest of his life for his kids. That's going to be a rough one. But I won't go there. I don't really know how that's going to go. Um, Schwab, 1971. Interesting, he found 1971, the year we also went off the gold standard. So you go to the website, what the fuck happened in, in or WTF in 1971 with all the graphs and charts, like what happened since then? Obesity went off the charts. The inflation went off the charts. The, the, the poor went off, the, like everything went off the charts that you all of a sudden we just went haywire. Everything bad started to happen. Well, hmm, same year that Klaus Schwab founded his stupid WEF. The theme of WEF and Klaus Schwab has recently been the Great Reset, which essentially means a new world order. Schwab himself sums up the 2017 Davos meeting with the following statement, quote, what a wonderful opportunity to conclude our week here with such concrete proposals and ideas of how we can create a new world order. The WEF sees times of great upheaval or disasters as ideal chances to implement this reset, such as during the financial crisis of 2008 and now the COVID-19 pandemic, when Dr. Rainier Fulmick feels created an excellent opportunity for the WEF to execute its plan. WEF, a world-renowned trial attorney, refers to Schwab and his henchmen collectively as Mr. Global. Let me get into some names here. Fulmick and Oler both describe a series of puppets that the WEF has trained to help carry out these missions under the WEF Young Global Leader Program. You may or may not have heard of that. If you're new to this podcast, you have not heard of that, which started in 1993. Such people have gone on to become presidents, prime ministers, and CEOs. These include some of the key players in this pandemic and vaccination effort. I'm going to read you the names, and you tell me if when I read the name, if you are associated with this person or if this is your country, if you're like, oh, yeah, that person's full of shit, then you'll catch on to the squad. Here we go. 
Microsoft founder Bill Gates, 1993. Oh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, selected in 2005, running for president. Pete Buttigieg, oh my God, what a shock. Selected in 2019, candidate for U.S. president in 2020, U.S. Secretary of Transportation since 2021, an asshole since day one. Stefan Benkow, Moderna CEO, selected in 2009. Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg, 2009. Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg, 2007. Google co-founder Sergey Brin and Larry Page, 2002 and 2005, respectively. COVID Twitter personality Eric Fingdang, a WEF global shaper since 2013. New Zealand Prime Minister uh, Jakinda Arden since 2017, selected in 2014. Australian Health Minister Greg Hunt, selected in 2003, former WF Strategy Director. Canadian Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, selected in 2001, former Managing Director of Reuters. Fact check, she sucks. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is a WEF participant, but is not a confirmed young global leader. German Chancellor Angela Merkel, selected in 1993, 12 years before becoming Chancellor. Current German Health Minister Jen Spahn and former Health Ministers Philip Rosler and Daniel Barr. EU Commission Presidents Jose Manuel Barroso, 2004-2014, selected in 1993 in the class of Bill Gates. What a class that was. Unbelievable graduation. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And Jean-Claude Juncker, 2014-2019, selected in 1995. French President Emmanuel Macron, which we've shared a video about him lying about reading The Great Reset and totally caught since 2017, selected in 2016. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy, 2007 to 2012, selected in 1993. Oh, that was just the best class. That was the best graduating class. 93 for sure. That was a powerhouse class. Austri Austrian Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, former Italian Prime Minister Matteo Renzi, 2014-2016, selected in 2012. Former Spanish Prime Minister Jose Maria Osnar, 1996-2004, selected in 1993. Obviously the best graduation class of all time. Dr. Rajiv Shah, president of the Rockefeller Foundation. Whenever you hear the word lockstep, you'll hear it on the news. You'll hear it used all over the place. When you hear the word lockstep, that came from the Rockefeller Foundation's report on 2010, which is a very similar report that was combined to create the Great Reset. The word lockstep is referencing that report. So think about when you hear that word. It's a planned word, just like in the Dark Winter episode we did. When you hear dark winter, like, oh, Biden says it's going to be a very dark winter. That was code for a smallpox breakout. Oh, yeah. Go listen to it. It's real. As we glimpse the harsh authoritarian and mandatory lockdowns of Australia, Austria, and Canada, probably it begins to make better sense when we factor in the names of those in the WEF Young Global Leadership Program. The vaccination treatment have caused the death of many, as well as injury and severe damage, including disablement and paralysis after the vaccine was administered. If you are one of those people, or you know one of those people, leave a comment, reach out to me. If you want to have your story heard on the podcast, if you want to talk, if I can help in any way, please reach out. I would love to have you on to share your story to the world. And now there's a decent amount of people listening. And if that sounds like something that would feel, you know, good because maybe you haven't been heard, please, please reach out.
just leave a comment wherever you listen or something or um uh or just email me at jsk at rpa.fyi just email me there i'll get it um anyways this is a genetic medical experiment on human beings performed without informed consent under a severe and blatant offense of the Nuremberg Code. There are obligations for alternative treatments to be discussed, including the risk and benefits of such alternatives. Yet alternative treatments have been proven to be safe and effective with up to a 100% success rate. That was an original paper that came out of France from one of the best epidemiologists ever. Um, who has like the most peer-reviewed papers. He came up with a protocol to save the world. And uh, they censored it. As usual, Pierre Corey is accurate. Eventually, today's youngsters will become senior citizens. They will remind their society of today's Nuremberg II trials and how they helped stop the largest con job ever executed in the world. It is time to end the lockdowns, the vaccination mandates, the censorship, and the hype. News agencies, or let me rephrase that, propaganda agencies will resume documenting real news no they won't they're done welcome to the john mccoga show i'm here for you by you the people they'll whatever they'll try and resume they'll resume documenting real news but no one's going to believe it and discontinue fear-mongering again reporters will return to what they do satisfactorily reasonable investigative reporting oh hmm, wow what, a, what an idea very novel idea and the intentional Oh, sorry. And the International Criminal Court will most assuredly continue what it does best, bringing cold-blooded mass murderers to justice. At this point, we are dealing with megalomaniacs and sociopaths, those who lack a conscience, period. (laughs) Sorry, I read that poorly. Here's the last sentence. Key features include that of compassion, and spirituality, as this has indeed become an epic struggle struggle between rights versus wrong. This is all about humanity versus inhumanity. And as we've been saying on the Jonathan Cogan show, it is about the people, the human beings. Strip away all the labels that you want to give to yourself so you could just be mad at other people for no reason because they have other labels. You know, when you have a combination of 400 labels, you're going to get along with like two people. That's the point. That's why they create the labels. Let the peasants bicker. Let the elites control the world. But we caught on, didn't we? And now we're exposing it every single day. And now justice is being served. The right thing is going to happen, and I will die to be on the right side of history. And I do this for you. And anyone who's been hurt, anyone who's been affected by this, do not give up. You hold strong. We will come together, and we will fix the situation. We got smart people out there, very smart people. You never know what they can create. They're going to reverse stuff, stem cell, all this stuff. Things are going to go bonkers, absolutely bonkers. This is the biggest news I have ever dropped on the pod. And I just want to end with this. I promise you, I will never go down the route of that mainstream media. We will never be compromised in any way. I will deliver you the truth. I will deliver you the stories you need to know about. You may not hear them anywhere else, but I give you my word from the bottom of my soul to the depths of my spirit 
that I will earn your trust and I will keep your trust. And we will be months, if not years ahead of the game, which is how it should always have been because this whole game of life is about helping people coming together with people and doing what's best for people. That's the hill we want to die on on this show. I promise you that. So if you're concerned about not getting the real news and can't go anywhere and trust it, there's tons of other people doing great stuff. Please check them out. I will always dedicate everything I have to getting you what you need to know for you to make your own critical thinking. We don't give you conclusions on this episode or on this podcast. We give you as much information as possible and it's up to you to think through it. I love you. You are loved. You're an amazing person. Wherever you are in this world, if you feel alone, I promise you, you are not alone. In fact, there are literally zero cases of anything where you are the only one that feels that way. I know in your head, you think often, oh, wow, I'm the only one that feels this way. I shouldn't talk to anyone else because no one would understand. No one understands how I feel. I'm the only one. Not true. Totally false. In fact, there's probably tens of thousands, if not way more, that would feel the exact same way that if you just waited and tried to reach out and talked and spoke your truth, they'd be like, oh my God, I feel the same way. You're like, oh my God, I feel this way. They're like, you want to be friends? Like, yeah, I'll be friends. And they're like, friends, friends, hug, hug, boom. Humanity grows. We need to make love cool again. We need to make good, healthy relationships fucking awesome. And we are going to get through this. Just like every other promise I'm giving you, this one is not going to be broken. We will get through this, and we will get through this stronger than ever. You got to go through the depths of hell sometimes to see the lightest shining brights of all time. We're heading towards that light fast. So strap in your seatbelts, get up, and get ready to live a better life. Thank you for being with me today. I love being with you. I love being with you every single day. Share this with someone who isn't awake. Share this with someone who needs to know that justice is being served. And last but not least, have an amazing day. I will see you tomorrow. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta mañana. Ciao.